Welcome to the Sunday Monday Show, a podcast about being bold in faith, work, and life. I'm your host, Jane Kennedy. Let's get down to business. Hi, and welcome back to the Sunday Monday Show. Jane here, and I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest. Her name is Julie Larkin, and she is the founder and executive director of Girl Talk, which is an organization dedicated to building a sisterhood of self-worth through personal storytelling, deeper conversation, and authentic friendship. Girl Talk inspires every woman, from middle schoolers to moms, to recognize and radiate her inherent dignity. Julie attended the Catholic University of America and received her bachelor's degree in psychology as well as her master's in business from the school. And she has spent nearly a decade working in higher education, nonprofits, and startup organizations. She loves developing ideas, experiencing them come to life, and witnessing lives transformed in the process. She is also a dear friend, and I am so inspired by the work that she does and the ways in which she is investing in women in ways that we really need investment right now. I also wanted to take a quick moment at the top of the show to share a couple of announcements. The first is that you can send in a voice message to this podcast, and if it's a question or a concern or something going on in your life, we can crowdsource some answers. Uh, I've already gotten a few. They're awesome. So I'm hoping to do an episode in upcoming weeks that is a bunch of voice messages uh, that we can either respond to or we'll throw them out to the audience to see what you all have to say. The second announcement is that I am speaking at an event on Thursday, February 18th. It's being hosted by the Yuma Center, which is an amazing center for women here in DC, focused on helping women thrive in their work and in their lives. So clearly I love them a lot. The event is on February 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. It's a virtual event. I will be speaking about five things I wish I knew when starting my first job. It should be super fun. And the women who are attending and putting it on are so incredible. So I really encourage you to check it out. I'll put a link to the event in the description of this. Tickets are $10 and 50% of all of the registration uh, profits will go to the Kamalini Vocational Center in Gurgaon, India. Uh, India is the country with the second highest number of COVID cases and the Kamalini Center is in desperate need of our support. So you can come to listen to me talk or you can come to support uh, people who really who really need it. But either way, it should be a great event and I hope to see you there. All right, without any further ado, please welcome Julie Larkin. Hi, Julie, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jane. I'm so pumped to be here. This is great. I am so excited. You're such a get. When I was writing my list of podcast guests, I was like, Julie Larkin, top of the list. And here she is. Jane, you flatter me way too much. You are so sweet. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, Julie, I've lived in DC since September of 2019. And I have had no joke probably 10 to 15 people say, oh my gosh, do you know Julie Larkin? And by the time the eighth person was like, do you know Julie Larkin? I was like, no, but I should. And then we finally got to meet and you exceeded the uh, glowing praise that I had heard about you. One of the best coffee dates in my life. I love it. Actually, a lot of those questions you asked me really have stuck with me and give me a lot of uh, good food for thought. So maybe we'll chat about some of that stuff today. That'd be great. Yeah, I left the coffee date. It was with another friend of ours, Joy, was with us. And I left and I was like, I think I terrified the girl. <laughs> but I'm so glad Not it was true. helpful. Not um, true. I love when it. I'm around people that I'm just really inspired and encouraged by, I just can't help it. I have so many questions. And so I'm glad that our, our audience today gets to hear from you and gets to hear these questions um, and hopefully feel inspired just like I was walking yeah. out of that coffee date all jazzed up. 
<laughs> All right. So Julie, let's start. Can you tell us about your first job? Sure. Yeah, I'd love to. So right out of undergrad, um, I studied psychology. And then right after undergrad, I went into business school um, straight out. And then it was a one-year quick program, accelerated. Um, And then my first job right after that was working as the student experience manager um, in the Bush School of Business at Catholic U. So that was a really fun role for me. I did not plan on it. That's going to be a recurring theme of my story. I didn't make that plan, Um, but that's where I started working. And it was so much fun because I got to work with students. So I was working with undergrad students and I was planning events and really just focusing on recruitment and retention for business school students specifically at the university. And I loved it. So I was basically the bridge between the students and the professors, faculty, staff, um, and just learning a ton from all the faculty and the staff there. Um, And then sharing that with the students, really reflecting their ideas, their feedback and concerns back up to the professors and faculty. Um, So that was really great, just getting to know them and building relationships. And then something that I really loved about uh, working in the business school was that it was a startup within itself, right? So the business school became a school about the time that I started working there yet they had come from this 125 year history as a department in the university, and then they grew into a school. So getting that kind of startup experience was super cool, even within the world of education. So we were kind of blending several different factors here. And then within that school, I started several programs, the major mentor program, the Bush admissions team. So the students used to joke, Julie, your life is just like a startup. I was like, yeah, it pretty much is. (laughs) I I love that. And it's also a testament to when you're good at something and people see something in you, it often, sometimes, because I'm sure it was other people looking at you saying, Julie, do you see you're doing this, 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 and this? And you realize, oh, wait, maybe this is a gift that I didn't realize because it's easy for me and this is fun. Yes. Oh my gosh. So true. I I actually just listened to a podcast. um, The it's Pat Lencioni, which, you know, we have totally bonded over this. I love Pat Lencioni so much. Um, His podcast at the table, they just talked about your six working geniuses. I wish people could see you dancing right now. We could talk all about this for hours. We'll do another, we'll do another podcast on art. fandom of Pat Lentuni. Maybe we'll get right? him on here. It's a dream. <laughs> um, absolutely. Please let me fangirl in the background. Um, but he just talked about your six working geniuses and how everyone has at least one, if not two of these. And um, just, I believe it's innovation. I, I'm going to have to go back to it, see if that's the correct word, but it's this idea, your working genius of just creating. And that's totally me, right? I love seeing the blank page and just give me, give me a canvas and I will fill it up. Um, I love coming up with ideas um, and then implementing them, like putting them into action. Um, so I definitely love what you're saying about that being a gift. We each have these very special gifts that as we go through our school years, our professional years, you know, we start to realize, and even just with friends and family, what really motivates us, gets us going, we start to realize what our gifts are and then how we can put them into our vocation of work. So I, I love, love it. that. <laughs> I am also an innovation person and my other one was galvanizing so I can get people going what's your other one I gotta take the test girl I think it is galvanizing maybe we're just like maybe we're just like twins separated at birth that's (laughs) truly at this point I think it might be I would be honored um (laughs) so you are the founder and the director of girl talk which is an amazing organization can you tell us how you got from your role at CUA 
into now running a nonprofit full-time? Sure. Um, so it was all very integrated. So I had started Girl Talk back when I was in college. I was a junior at CUA, um, again, studying psychology, really involved in campus ministry, um, played on the Frisbee team, hung out with my friends, you know, just was very active on campus, had a great experience there, and really was getting to know the girls in my role um, as a resident minister, and just really discovering a lot of heartache, heartbreak, um, woundedness, scars, you name it, um, just really struggling with a lot of self-worth, right? The, the girls in my hall that I knew and loved um, really struggled with understanding their own worth and value. Um, and that came out in several different ways, but we started Girl Talk there. I started it as a junior um, as just a way to storytell and bring the girls together with, you know, the pillows and chocolate and all the comfy, comfy coziness um, with just kind of putting our guard down, uh, taking the mask off and just kind of being there with each other and, and sharing stories so that the girls knew that they were not alone in whatever struggle they were going through. Um, so we started that. That was one, uh, one time in March in 2012. And I thought it was just going to be a one-time thing. It's just a program I'm putting on. I saw a need. I'm responding to it for the girls. And of course, their response was, okay, when's the next one? When are we getting together again? And, and so we did. It just snowballed. We got together again and again and again. Um, by the time I graduated, Girl Talk was in every residence hall on campus. Um, and then from there, that's really what propelled me to go to business school, um, really understand, okay, how can I take this, this mission, these ideas, this this desire to serve women well and really meet their needs for dignity and, and finding their true identity. Um, how can I, how, how do I get the tools in my toolbox to make that happen well? Um, so that's how I went to business school and that's how I ended up working for the business school. Um, they just really beautifully supported me beyond what my wildest imagination um, and just said, hey, we know you're starting up a nonprofit. We are totally behind you on the mission. We want to support you. We need someone in this role as student experience manager. Why don't you work here for a couple of years and help get this school off the ground and we'll help you get Girl Talk off the ground. And I said, great deal. I love it. Um, so I worked there for a couple of years. Then I started working at the Leonine Forum, which is um, a program for young professionals downtown in DC and now in LA and New York and spreading all over the country. Um, for just great um, young Catholic professionals who are de desiring to go deeper um, and understand Catholic social teaching. And I had a blast working there. Um, I had an amazing boss. It was an amazing team. And I just got to meet hundreds of people um, who were all in these different fields and, and working in, in such a variety of ways, um, pursuing their own passions and, and motivations. So both those roles working in the business school and the Leonine Forum were instrumental for me in just figuring out who I was as a professional, what, again, where my gifts and talents uh, lay, and, um, and meanwhile, doing Girl Talk all throughout the same time. So Girl Talk was always my side hustle, if you will, but you know this, Jane, it's never really on the side, right? It's, it's every part of me. I was living, breathing, eating, sleeping, girl talk throughout all of this. Every, every conversation I had with people, every idea I had, you know, something would always spark a new idea for girl talk. And even the work I did in these other organizations, startups, nonprofits, at higher ed, um, 
they all came back to Girl Talk, you know, and everything was for a purpose and a reason. It was like, oh my gosh, that's why I spent so much time on that networking situation. And that's why we came up with that program for the students. And it just, again, just fueled, fueled our programs and mission for Girl Talk um, so beautifully. So that's a little bit about kind of the work behind the scenes to get there. But Girl Talk's been growing um, all along these years throughout the sidelines. And, um, and then I just went full-time about a year and a half ago last summer uh, at Girl Talk. So it's been a great journey. <laughs> There's so many parts of that story I want to dive into. I, I think one of them being that what you literally just said, how it wasn't an overnight, all of a sudden you were full-time and this was, this worked for you and you could stay alive and the organization was growing <laughs> because to get there, you have to have a team of people and that mm -hmm. obviously takes time to grow. So I think that's really important. And I want to talk about that too, but I want to start with what you said about how you were living, breathing, eating, sleeping, girl talk. <laughs> and I can imagine there's a lot of people listening to this who feel that way. They have something that they just cannot get out of their heads, but they're frozen. There's mm -hmm. no idea. How do I make this a viable option? How can I, maybe they're running a ministry in some form and they're, they want it to be their full-time job, just have no idea how to do it. Yeah. What would you say to someone who's in that place where they have this idea, they're really excited about it, but they just don't know what to do. Oh, so good. Uh, so real. Um, I would say this is my, my very dear friend, Mary's favorite phrase. And if she listens to this, she'll laugh because uh, it keeps coming up in our lives. I would say, trust the process, right? Don't, don't push it. Don't force it. There were so many times along the past few years that I just wanted to make it happen, right? I was like, I know this is where I'm supposed to be. I know this is the right idea. I know this mission is important. So hello, come on, let's make it happen, you know? And, and, I, and I think that energy was very good, right? But there were so many times where the answer was kind of like, okay, you're just going to have to wait. Or this is going to transform and redirect in a completely different direction. But that impetus that I had was so good to get there. So, so I, I'd say to people who are kind of in a similar spot or have a dream um, or an idea and they do feel frozen, like you were saying, um, I, I would say it's kind of twofold to, to wholeheartedly pursue that dream and passion and to work towards it every night. So if that means coming home from your day job and, you know, spending a couple hours on the computer every night writing or, or brainstorming or, or setting up coffee dates with people in a similar field and asking them tons of questions, you know, whatever it is that's going to get you to that next, that next level of your dream, do it. Keep pursuing that very, very wholeheartedly. And at the same time, to, to really be open, right? To be open to your dreams, um, taking a different shape. And I don't mean that to say like, oh, your, your idea is not gonna happen to quite the contrary, just it's, it's going to transform most likely into something extremely beautiful that we never could have even imagined if we just went with the first thought, if that makes sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, it's testing and it's trial and error and you had that, what I love about your story, you had this first moment where you were doing something because you knew it was the right thing to do. You wanted to bring women together. You wanted, I mean, in so many spaces we're in, whether it's the workplace, whether it's the church, we have women who have their guards up yeah. and are really wounded by different experiences or feel unsafe about sharing that. Yeah. And so you were responding to a need with yeah. a gift that you had. 
but as time went on and you met more women in more stages of life with Lee and I, and you're working with young professionals, yeah. I mean, you were constantly growing this network yeah. and because you were so excited about this idea, you were sharing it with people yeah. in different stages of life, which helped you hone the mission. Yeah. So if, if we're sitting here on this idea, but we're holding it in our pocket because we yeah. don't want someone to steal it or we don't want, yeah. we don't want it to be anything less than perfect. We're so afraid of failure, which I'm sure you and I could talk about for a long time. <laughs> the next episode. <laughs> the next episode. Oh my gosh. We're going to have a 10 part series with <laughs> Julie Larkin, but truly it's, it's, there's a fear yeah. and we can all maybe, maybe we disagree on where the fear comes from, but I think mm -hmm. the fear can be there to, to make us stop working towards something. So have you had those moments of experiencing fear and oh where did you get the courage to just say, this is my idea. I believe in it. And I think other people believe in it too. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I, I think that was very much my experience in several ways. And I think you're right. We, there's a lot of fear, um, yeah, I had several moments where a lot of self-doubt just started creeping in, right? Um, and it was a lot of times in those moments that we were just referencing kind of when we have this idea and we want to make it happen and then it wasn't happening, right? So even when we got coffee, I remember you asking me, okay, what was the business model? Did you, did you sell to colleges? Did you go into high schools? How did you do this? And I was just loving it because, you, I mean, you nailed it. Like that was our experience. We tried going into colleges, then we went into high schools and, you know, we tried all these different things in a very organic way that they kept leading us in um, very naturally and it was great, but we tried many different models, right? Um, I mean, we started at the college level. We started talking to high schools, middle schools. Now, now we're serving moms with this new program called Mom Talk, right? And I never would have thought we'd be there, but along the way, there were these moments of doubt, um, you know, where maybe I'd let... Um, you know, what does Taylor so say? You know, the haters going to hate you. have people who, who didn't necessarily support it completely along the way. And let me just say they were very few and far between. I've had an amazing, amazing support system of people in my corner, cheerleaders, supporters, mentors completely along the way. And it's funny, you know, Brene Brown says that uh, you have your performance review, right? With your boss. And they tell you like 60 million things that you're doing great. And then that one area for improvement and you walk away thinking about only the one area for improvement and how true is that? So I had those moments where people that I came across, you know, maybe one person would give me even good criticism, right? Um, constructive criticism, but I would take that to heart and think, man, uh, I guess we're really not doing what we're doing, with, you know, what, what I wanted to do with Girl Talk or, or someone would just make a comment um, and it really would stick with me. And so I had certain moments along the way um, where I thought, gosh, maybe I'm really not supposed to do girl talk. I mean, the business school is great. Maybe I should stay here. Maybe I should pursue higher ed. Maybe I should, you know, go really deeper into business. Maybe I should, uh, you know, move to New York and start a marketing firm. You know, I, I had all these different ideas. Um, and in those moments of doubt, something would always happen that would confirm girl talk's mission. So one of them that really comes to mind very strongly for me is, um, it was when I was working in the business school and I was hosting a, um, a training for the major mentor program, like I mentioned, and it was this huge thing. We were training 80 students to welcome in the new class of 200 freshmen. And, you know, we wanted this almost one-to-one -one pairing of upperclassmen and underclassmen. And, and it was this great thing. We were all excited. And um, 
and this this was simultaneously happening while I was thinking, ah, I just maybe girl talk was a nice idea and not meant to be. And we're about to start the training and probably 10 minutes before we start. And one of my team leads runs up to me. She hadn't been there the whole time to set up and she, and I was wondering where she was and she ran up to me and she said, oh my gosh, completely out of breath. Julie, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm not going to be able to be here for the training today. And I said, oh my gosh, what's, what's wrong? What's going on? Are you okay? And she said, well, my, um, my roommate was, was just sexually assaulted and boom, you know, that just brought home the mission again. And, and of course, you know, we, we took care of her and her roommate in, the, in that situation in that exact time and space. But my goodness, that, that just hit me like a ton of bricks. You know, it was God basically saying to me, no, no, Julie, this is important. There are really hard things happening. Women are hurting. Women are in pain. We're struggling. There is a disconnect between our dignity and worth and the way people are treating us, the way we're treating ourselves, right? And so, wow, that moment just brought it home for me of, okay, I'm here for a reason. And maybe that was another huge reason that I was working where I was, to have that experience with this student, right? Um, and so, so moments like that actually happened all the time, always in these moments of doubt that just reconfirmed my work um, and, and really the, the path that God had laid out for me. And, and, and it was a messy line. It was not a straight line, but he, he keeps guiding me along every step of the journey. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, again, that's opening up your, your heart to God and saying, Lord, I'm trying to be obedient here. And this is what I think you're calling me to, but I need it with a little bit more clarity (laughs) or can you just remind me? And as humans, we need to be reminded all the time. So we can't be ashamed of that. I, <laughs> yeah. I always need that reminder. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I do think it reaches yeah. a point. Um, I do think it reaches a point where there is a very clear sense of clarity, right? Like there, there are stages along the way. And, and those that I just described were very much as I was figuring it out. And I'm still figuring it out, right? But now that I am full-time and I do have this incredible team, uh, we, we're we're much more in the clear, so to speak, of, of that clarity and that vision of, yeah, Girl Talk will probably change 50 million times over again, and we'll keep creating new programs, and we'll, we'll keep growing our mission. The heart will always stay the same, but we'll, we'll grow and innovate, and, you know, the next global pandemic that comes, we'll pivot all of our offerings, you know, we'll, we'll keep doing that, but, but there is a sense and a peace that comes when, when you really can identify your, your vocation, and, and for me, just feeling so at peace within girl talk has been such a gift. I love that. I, and there are a lot of people who don't feel at peace where they are. And I think it's important to have the, the perspective that you did, which is this is where God needs me right now. I think he's leading me this way, but I don't know, but I'm going to be present to where I am right now. Because as you said, if you had just been working in the business school or working for Lee and I, and the whole time being like, yeah, 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 like this is paying the bills. I'm going to be focusing on girl talk because, you know, this is irrelevant. You would have missed so much right. valuable relationships, so many, so many valuable connections. I'm sure people who now support the mission and share the mission with people. So when we think that we are in these in-between places almost where it's like, oh, we're not quite to running this full time, which is what I want we can't throw away the yes. gift of where we are. Yeah. 
totally. Totally. And let me, let me just clarify that for a second too. I mean, please don't think that I was, you know, <laughs> gliding around town, you know, uh, just with a little halo thinking, oh, everything's perfect. This is great. Not at all. I mean, call my parents and, and friends along the way who uh, heard all my crazy venting, you know, there are definitely tons of ups and downs where I was like, mm -hmm. I just need to quit right now. And they're like, okay, settle down. Let, do you have any money in the bank? So like, let's be practical. And, and what are you eating? Are you, oh, PB and J's. Okay. Let's, let's keep working a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it really is though. I, I just released a, a mini episode on dealing with disappointment at work because mm -hmm. when you go through something and you get really emotional and angry, and then you have all these feelings, you just you want to do crazy things. Yes. I, mean, I don't use the word crazy lightly, but you want to do crazy. <laughs> I personally want to do crazy things. And it takes a minute to just sit down. And I love playing the worst case scenario game. Like, okay, so worst case scenario, do I have some savings? Yes. I have a supportive family. They would yeah. let me live on the couch. Like you always have <laughs> to go to the worst case scenario. Yes. And I can imagine that in starting a business, you, you have to run to the worst case scenario, figure out, okay, wait, this actually isn't that bad come back to the faith, be like, okay, God's going to take care of me. So it's probably yep. not really not going to be that bad. Yep. Um, but I do think that this ties really deeply into the mission of Girl Talk. Mm -hmm. So I, I think this conversation leads us back into the heart of Girl Talk, which is that we see a lack despite all of the Instagram mm -hmm. likes and comments and follow, all that stuff. Like I think our society is really struggling with women specifically in our society are really struggling with confidence and vulnerability hmm. and we can see it kind of fall on one or of two sides right it's this oversharing right where hmm. you're sharing everything that's going on and seeking out pity and approval and affirmation on one end or the opposite where you're putting this mask up like you said and not sharing what's really hmm. going on and it isn't until you actually sit down with someone and hear their story and get to the heart of it that I personally think you can love them better, but I, but what do you think is happening? Like, why do you think our society has fallen to this place where we as women either feel like we have to be this perfect pillar of we've got it all together or LOL, everything sucks. Like, <laughs> I'm falling apart and you all get to see it. Yeah. Oof. what, what a, what a dichotomy. I don't know if I'd want either of those. Right. Um, yeah. I think we've forgotten who and whose we are. I think, I think at the heart of it, we have, like you said, what is the heart of it? I mean, truly, in essence, we need to remember that we are daughters of God, right? The, the very root of why we even have confidence in the first place is because we are loved by God, right? He loves us first. That's number one. And because he loves us, then we can love ourselves. That's why we love ourselves, right? We, we are worthy and enough because of him. And then once we fully embrace and can appreciate the women that we are, then we can love others, right? It's, it's this very clear step-by-step -step process, you know? God loves me. I love myself. I love others. I can build this sisterhood. And, and so at Girl Talk, when we talk about dignity and self-worth and sisterhood, that's, that's where it all comes from. And so I think we, we find ourselves in this Instagram world where we're battling that and we forget that root. We forget where the dignity comes from and why we're enough. And so then we find ourselves kind of just confused, right? We're like, well, I am worthy. And I, so I should post the cute picture, you know, and I, and I should post my new haircut and I should do all these things and, and give people the inside scoop on my life. 
because we're still kind of grappling and trying to figure out, yeah, 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 I am enough. And that's true. And that's right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but if we don't, I think, have that, the foundation underneath it, then, then we, then it becomes so shallow, right? Then it's just like, we become like any other woman or person posting the, the new shoes and, and all the fun, all the fun surface level things. And that's not to say that we need to dive deep every single time by any means, but, um, I think at the heart of it, it's, it's just remembering who and whose we are. Mm, Yeah. I had a great conversation with a priest earlier this week and we were talking about just that feeling of striving and how and how we do find ourselves in a culture where you feel like you have to earn everything and he made a great comment on earning rest he said Mm -hmm. we're starting from the wrong place we don't have to work to earn the rest like we've been given the gift of this rest and we need to work out of the rest so we need to start with rest Mm -hmm. and not work to earn it but work knowing that it's there it's the same thing with like being able to appreciate our worth and our dignity and our value yeah, without needing to, to try to fight for it. If that yes, makes sense. totally makes sense. And, and it makes me think of just this sense of peace that we get. Have you ever been around a truly confident person, like someone who just exudes confidence mm-hmm. and not, and not in a, Hey, look at me kind of way, but in a truly, they have such a great handle on who they are and where their worth comes from, that they're just so truly happy and peaceful. And it's like, oh, I want that. I, I want to be like her. I want to be like him. And, and it's, it really is peaceful. It's, it's that place of rest that you're talking about. And, and once you get to that point, it, it doesn't matter, right? That's why you actually can be vulnerable at that point because it's, and it takes tons and tons of work to get here, right? But being able to share, okay, here are some of my wounds and scars and, and you know, scratches along the way because I'm not afraid to share that thinking, oh my gosh, are they going to think I'm this messed up person? And oh my goodness, you know, it's like, no, no, this, I'm human. So here I am. And you can take me or leave me, you know, and, and I'm happy with who I am mm-hmm. because, because I know, I know God loves me and I, I know my direction and value and worth in the world. And I don't mm-hmm. have to prove that. I don't have to earn it or yeah. prove it. That I think is the heart of it. It's always the heart of it is I always ask myself, like, what are you trying to prove here? Like, Mm -hmm. what are you trying to prove? Because I think that when you do see someone who is so confident, I think you are, you embody this. You are so confident in yourself and what you do and it radiates. It really does. And that self-knowledge, I think, allows you to know, hey, I'm okay stepping out to do things that are way beyond my comfort zone because I know that their success or failure does not define my success or failure. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm being directed and taken care of. And if we could all just embrace that, <laughs> I think we'd all be there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I appreciate that. And that's, I mean, <laughs> part of the pun, I'm striving to not strive, right? <laughs> like, but we it's could, so true. Just, we could have a club. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just resting in who you are. And I think a lot of that comes from just really supportive friends in that vulnerability that you were talking about who can be vulnerable with you and, and allow that to happen. And honestly, I mean, my friends have helped me so much with this. My, my dear closest friends who, who do let me open up with things and be vulnerable where I'm not naturally very vulnerable. People are very surprised about this. They're like, you started a nonprofit about vulnerability. You must want to share things all the time. And I'm like, actually not really at all. I'm pretty private, but, but it's grown in me that the, the good sense of vulnerability and, and being around trusted friends who 
just allow you to open up about things that are kind of scary and share things that you just kind of need to explore because we don't always have all the answers, you know? Yeah. I mean, we do. I think it was vulnerable of you to share that because we do (laughs) lean into things that we ourselves need, right? It's how like Brene Brown talks Mm. about she was drawn towards studying vulnerability because she struggled with it. And we we can most intimately address the issues that we are closest to. Like in our work, we always talk about how um, the people closest to the problem are also closest to the solution. Love it. So trying to be present, like, Ooh, I don't like this about myself. So how can I, how can I address it? And we are able to address it because we're experiencing it, which is so cool. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, man. Great times. Um, okay, <laughs> two two question, two more questions for you yeah. here before we wrap up. The first one is, what encouragement would you say to a to a woman who feels like it's time for her to start and she's just waiting for some sort of sign? Like, what what would you say to someone <laughs> who's right in that in that sweet spot of getting ready to to do something she feels called to? Oh man, waiting for a sign, huh? It's like Anastasia on her way to St. Petersburg. Um, hmm. <laughs> what would I say? Um, my gosh, I mean, it really is just kind of in the everyday, right? It's just like a daily, daily stepping into your work with joy, even if that's not your ideal work, right? Even if that's not the passion uh, that you're striving towards. I, I would say if, if women listening have a dream to take it one day at a time, trust the process, um, and really know, <laughs> this is going to sound so cheesy, but to know really that God has our ultimate happiness in mind. Um, and if that includes an entrepreneurial dream and a passion, he's going to make that happen. And, and that's something I think that I really had to wrestle with for years. Um, and, and then that confidence and joy comes from knowing, okay, he really does see every little thing is such a gift. Um, this is kind of a silly example, but uh, I was on a retreat one time and the electricity went out, all the power went out. And I was like, well, this is just great. Now I'm freezing. It's winter. And, you know, I'm supposed to be here relaxing after my stressful life. And, you know, I'm, of course, internally, I'm like grumbling. It's terrible. And, um, and so instead of the normal dinner that they were preparing for us, they, we had to order takeout. And, so we got to the dining room and the people planning the, the retreat had all brought in uh, Chinese food. And I just love Chinese food. And I know this sounds so silly, but that's my comfort food, right? Whenever I'm feeling, you know, just down and out, order Chinese, watch my favorite movie on Netflix and just hang with a glass of wine or a bottle. And, um, and, it's, and it's just great, right? So that was such, you know, a little sign for me of God saying like, okay, even in this really silly insignificant moment where you feel like you're not being taken care of I'm taking care of you right here's the gift of the Chinese food and Mm -hmm. and so I I guess I would encourage people maybe not to seek your own gift of the Chinese food necessarily but um to to have your eyes open for that and to keep keep working in the practical daily activities because I don't think our God is a poof God I think he works through things that are very normal and natural in our lives Um, so yeah, I would say keep plugging away, know that it'll happen. And then to put a practical spin on it too, if people really are interested in entrepreneurial uh, ventures, I'd say to read the book, The Originals. That was really helpful for me. And in it, they talk about this idea of 
plugging away for a couple years as a side gig while you're doing your normal nine to five. And then after about the four or five year mark, you kind of hit the sweet spot and they recommend that as just a, a good time to launch. And I found that to be very true for me too. And I was reading it during my like three and a half year mark. And I was like, okay, wow. Okay. I, I definitely feel it kind of gelling. Um, and whereas I might've wanted to launch way before that, it gave me encouragement to be like, okay, things have really come together in a nice way. And I ended up, you know, going full-time when Girl Tech was five years old officially. Um, so anyway, that's a, a great practical suggestion. Definitely listen to the table group. And um, yeah, just say, I would just say trust and, and keep going with it. I, I really like, love that. And also how you, there are so many resources out there and there's a lot of people who have, who have figured it out in some way. So mm-hmm. it's not impossible educate yourself. Think about like the finances. I know that is is a really important key piece of it. If you do end up wanting to do it full-time, it's, it's, there's a lot of great ideas, but you have to find the way that the idea will keep you alive. Yes. And to, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. And to know that you have an actual uh, success behind you. Like, you know, my board always encourages me to have the the pilot programs. So everything we do, we have a pilot program for to see, okay, this is a great idea, but is it, is everyone else going to respond the same way we think it's going to take off? And so we do these pilot programs, see how they go. And sometimes they flop and sometimes they fly. And so if you have a lot backing you up, uh, I think that's really encouraging to take, to take the step, right? So if you're starting a blog or a podcast or, or a business or whatever, um, to keep, to start small, it's okay to start small and keep growing. It doesn't have to be perfect. I, I would always say start before you're ready. I love that. Oh my goodness. All of this wisdom is amazing. And we will for sure have you back for one of our many more podcast <laughs> episodes featuring Julie. One final question before you go, what is working for you right now? I say my daily routine, my nighttime and morning routine. People uh, have always said for years, oh, I do this morning routine. I'm like, oh, that's nice for the people who like to wake up early in the morning. I am not a morning person naturally at all. Uh, but a couple of years ago, I started getting up before the rest of the world gets up. And that was such a game changer for me. And so I'm loving it, especially now during COVID. I have my little nighttime routine and I, you know, write out my list, my daily schedule for the next day. So I don't have that anxiety in the morning of like, what am I supposed to do now? And I set the coffee and I have my little prayer journal ready for the morning. And I love waking up now. I wake up and I go get my coffee and I spend 20, 30 minutes in prayer thinking about what I have to do that day. And it's, it's, it's all integrated, right? It's not separate, like we're saying. So I love that I can think about, you know, the friends I'm going to talk to today or the people I'm going to meet with, the podcast I'm going to be on today and, you know, what I'm going to be doing and, um, and just allowing God to work through that and to just trust um, and follow him wherever he's guiding me. So I'd say a lovely morning routine is, is working really well. I love to hear that. Yeah. Especially, especially right now with working from home quite a, quite a bit, it's, I found I do my morning prayer and then I go for a walk. And it feels like my walk to work. It's almost a commute and I can listen to the (laughs) podcast and then come home and then start the day. But it does make such a difference. It helps you clear your head, get some fresh air. Yeah. 
I love it so much. And Jane, I just want to say too, I should have started with this. I'm so impressed with what you've been doing with the Sunday Monday. I'm serious. It's so, so good. And it's, it's everything we've been talking about. I mean, you're putting it into action, you know, it's like living this integrated life who you are on Sunday should be who you are on Monday and what a great gift to the world that's already been. So I just, I just want to say, I think it's amazing. And thank you so much for inviting me on. This is great. Thank you. It means so much coming from you, one of my heroes. (laughs) (laughs) And again, thank you for being here. I hope people will, will gain so much from this. Oh, where can people find you if they're interested in learning more about Girl Talk, all that stuff? Sure. Yeah. Our website is ourgirltalk.org, O-U-R-girltalk.org. And then we also have an Instagram, Our Girl Talk. And yeah, you can look us up there. And my Instagram is Julie Larkin underscore, I think. I think the underscore comes after my last name. I'm pretty sure. Either way, you can find me. Um, but yeah, that would be great. We'd love to connect and talk to anyone who's who's interested in getting involved in Mom Talk or Cookies and Conversation or or our retreat. We're gonna have a retreat in May. I'm really excited about. So yeah, we'd love to to have all your listeners come on board. Awesome. Well, I'll share all of those links, and then we'll be sure to promote your retreat as we get closer to May. That's so, I know so many, I was just talking to a friend. We're like, we need a retreat. Love it. Good. It will be highly attended. I'm sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Julie. I hope that you have a great rest of your week and can't wait to have you back. Thanks Jane. I really appreciate it. Can't wait. We'll be diving into lots of wonderful topics. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Sunday Monday show. Hopefully you feel as inspired and encouraged by Julie as I do every time I'm lucky enough to be in her light and hear her speak. You can hang out with us at the Sunday Monday on Instagram at the Sunday Monday underscore. You can visit our website, www.thesundaymonday.co, where we have tons of articles and free resources to help you be bold in your faith, work, and life. We also send out a weekly newsletter, the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and you can register for that on our website. Again, I hope that I'll see you at the Yuma Center event on February 18th. But until then, thank you for listening. Get back to work. I love you all. Bye.